Frozen 2 goes into the already known as we, in fact, learn how to build a snowman. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt. It is actually uh, pretty chilly out today in Arizona. Yeah. Hey, yes. mainly because I forgot to make a nickname. The high is 58 degrees today, Joel. It is, I know. That's cold for us Arizonians. For us, that's... Or Fe- Phoenicians, I should say. That's almost blizzardy weather. Yes. I mean, almost. If it was raining... Like it had been a few days ago, then... I got my parka, and (laughs) I got my sled dogs out, and we are just rolling down the road. But anyways, everybody, I am here with Joel Cunningham. I like it. And for those that are listening, that is not an alcoholic. (laughs) It's a LaCroix. It's a LaCroix? Yeah. With flavor orange. Which one day will become our sponsor. It's orange bubble water is what it is. Orange bubble water. I like to say that the the joke that I've always heard about LaCroix is it's like if fruit were to sneeze and... Some bubbly water. It's kind of the taste that you get from the koi. Ugh. <laughs> it sounds gross. But I don't like that visual. <laughs> it's imagining, gross. imagining the visual is kind of gross, but yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, Matt and I are going to be talking about a film, a little tiny film uh, that nobody heard anything about uh, called Frozen 2. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, we It was a big release, actually, for yeah. these guys. Uh, probably Frozen 1 is the most successful animated film of all time, six years. I don't know. In I don't the last know. whatever period of time, I'm not sure. Yeah, and so it made a ton of money and was a shocker to a lot of people. They weren't expecting it. Yeah. So, um, of course, we had to go see the sequel. Totally. Um, but first, before we get into talking about that little film, uh, Matt, why don't you give our way our uh, listeners some different ways to get connected to the podcast? Totally. Y'all can get connected with us a number of different ways. Uh, those ways being one, our website, which is realreviewmedia.com, and then you can then link to our social medias from there, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Real Review Media. Um, and then also you can reach out to our email at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what's up. And uh, if you have yeah. any questions or a specific movie that you got a chance to see that we haven't reviewed yet, and uh, tell us all about it. That'd be great. Yep. Definitely. And Matt and I tend to approach this a bit uh, from our own perspectives. Matt tends to be a bit more of the fan perspective, whereas I tend to be more of the critical critic perspective. And uh, we put those together to give you kind of the two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, we dip and dab, jump into the other side uh, a little bit. So uh, with dabbing that- Dabbing right now, Joel. Yeah, dabbing. I'm dabbing right now. <laughs> It's perfect. You know, we're talking about a kid's film. We might as well be doing some kid dances a little Mm -hmm. bit as we're going into this. Um, I'm going to go into the synopsis real quick for this film, and then we can maybe chat a little bit about our individual experiences in in seeing this film, because they they it very divergent. Uh, So Frozen 2, Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee as our directors. Uh, some reprising voice actors. Again, Kristen Bell as Anna. Adina uh, Menzel as Elsa. Josh Gad as Olaf. Jonathan Groff as Kristoff. Uh, we have a new, newish ones here. Uh, Sterling K. Brown as Matthias. Matthias. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood as Aduna. Alfred Molina as Agnar. Um, there's a bunch, so yeah. I'm not going to go through all of them. But uh, 
What were your thoughts, Matt? In, yeah. Well, maybe more. How how was this viewing experience for you? So let's let's give you some context here, yes, okay? Because be I was telling you earlier that I feel like my my relationship with this movie and how I felt about it is complicated. Yes. So, uh, first Frozen came out. I didn't actually see that in theaters. Um, I brought it home on Blu-ray one night. I was like, hey, maybe the kids will like this movie. Let's check it all out together. We watched it. I think the kids thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. My wife thought it was okay. We didn't really like, love it. And the only reason why I I don't normally just buy movies like that without knowing about it, but I brought it home thinking, because everybody that I knew was like, oh my gosh, Frozen, it's the best ever. <laughs> Everybody's freaking out about it. And I just thought, huh, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, that was kind of like my fine. reaction to it. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And um and the the music is is well written pop music. Like it's very catchy, a lot of it, especially mm-hmm. in the first one. So going into this one, I didn't really have a lot of expectations. I thought the trailers looked a little bit more cinematic and adventureful than the yeah. first one did. Um and I like this one. I'd say overall I'd like this one better than the first one. But this is where it gets complicated because there are things I like better about this one that I didn't like about the first one and then things that I like better about the first one that I don't care for in this one. Yeah. So it's kind of like this weird, It's there's different aspects of it weighing it down. Um, and uh, let's start with uh, the positives okay. um, and kind of give you a breakdown of what I'm, what I'm feeling there. I did not care for Olaf in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I did not care for him. No. This one, he had all the best jokes. I was laughing hysterically a couple of times and my kids were laughing hysterically. Yeah. Like it was really good. I was like, wow, this is way better. And I think it's because in the first movie, it's about, oh, I'm dumb. I don't know anything. Like that's yeah. like the Olaf joke. This one's more like, he's kind of figuring things out, but he does know a lot of things uh-huh. and they have a quick passing line that like he's been reading a lot of stuff and yeah. he knows facts and yeah, stuff. He's trying like to that. make up for non-existing. Time. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but he says things and does things that are just some of them are random and funny, but some of them are just based on like things that he knows and he says. And I'm like, that's kind of funny that you're saying that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked Olaf. He's my favorite part. Uh, my uh, unsung hero of the movie is Samantha. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, then uh, you'll find <laughs> out when you see it. Um, but uh, I got a good chuckle out of that moment. Um, other than that, I uh, I thought all the voice acting, there was a moment at the end where I really appreciated where like Anna, 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 so she, um, she has a moment at the end where I'm like, oh, that's, that's actually Kristen Bell's, like, that's how she would be in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I'm like, I totally get that. And I see that. And I, it's funny. I think they're probably doing that on purpose actually. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that those kind of moments. There's a couple of homages in there that are really funny that you wouldn't get unless you like knew about like eighties pop culture, mm-hmm. uh, like music uh, choices and stuff that go yeah. along with those types of things. Um, there's a lot of little things and references that you wouldn't really get unless you knew some of that stuff that were very intentional choices. I liked, I liked a lot of those moments. Um, visually it looked really cool. Um, there's, uh, shoot, I can't talk about it without spoiling it. Anyways. Yeah. So, um, I, I liked, I liked a lot of elements of it. And in fact, I liked a lot more than I, the elements they outweigh, um, than what they did in the first movie for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where, where are you standing with this movie? Well, I was introduced to Frozen um, through a song 
um, that is become well known from yeah. <laughs> the original. Uh, and I would say that that probably wasn't the best way for me to originally be introduced to sure. it. Yeah. Um, immediately thought, well, this is a very kind of simple, childish, lowest common denominator type film mm-hmm. um, based upon the song, which um, I'm just going to say, let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that it was a bad song, but it just had all the most like simple, very straightforward, uh, you know, no nuance really, like one layer of metaphor, you know, the let it go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it was a it was a showstopper, you know. I mean, they've made tons of money off of that song. I think they even made like a musical just based upon that song. Uh, and the film was everywhere for yeah. a super long time. And so finally it was like I just have to see this because it's, you know, now it actually did become the highest grossing animated film of all time, made it like over a billion dollars and all this other stuff due to worldwide gross. And uh, so I finally had a chance to see it and really just left kind of going, meh, you know. Um, I think some of the similar stuff that you had said um, felt the same for me. Olaf was really um, not great for me. Um, I liked, yeah, yeah, the thing that I liked the most about it was the characters. They felt real and they felt like you could in a way relate to the struggles they were going through and where they were coming from. Except and for Kristoff, that guy, like, I don't know about that, dude. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> He's him. He's just talking or to Sven, the Yeah, time. I don't know. <laughs> but the um, thing about it, for the most part, was it felt like Disney was stepping back into a right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it was, I think, John Lasseter had switched roles at that point and kind of come over Pixar and was heavily involved in the making of this one and stuff. Um, and it, it just felt like maybe they were sort of returning to form. And it had been so long since we'd heard anything out of Disney animated films other than Pixar, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time Disney animated films had been just not really existing um, at that yeah. point. Um, so um, time goes by, didn't really think much of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, hey, Frozen 2, which makes sense because it's the highest yeah. grossing animated film of all time. And uh, from a business standpoint, it'd be dumb not to make a sequel. Absolutely. Yeah. They'd made a few like little side stories, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Christmas yeah, time yeah, yeah, stories yeah. and short films and stuff. Um, so went to this one, not really knowing what to expect because this is my first time really seeing it in theaters and mm-hmm. thinking, you know, I, I didn't really know what they were going to do. Cause I don't think, um, it had the same involvement of like the Pixar group as right. the first one and everything. Um, so my overall impression of the film was a positive experience. Yeah. I think that I left the film going, okay, yeah. more of, more of like a state of just like whateverness than, I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting more humor. Um, I was expecting more of a, I don't know, more of a an intense emotional hit. And I think a big, big part of that with this film was the third act. It really never, it felt like the, the, the main climax of the film was the beginning of what should have been the actual climax to the film to me. And maybe that's just because the last one had such a big And I think you're dabbling into what my negatives are. Yeah. Um, Positives, I will say, this film felt more mature. I mean, it even kind of talks about that at the very beginning. It talks about how, you know, all the characters have grown up and they're Mm -hmm. dealing with, you know, different issues now as more adult in nature. Mm -hmm. And you get a little inkling of, hey, the events of the first film and, you know, their history as characters in this world has had an impact on them and impacting them where they're going. Um, that kind of quickly goes away, though, mm-hmm. and it more just kind of makes room for the overall adventure of yeah. what they're doing. I found this film to be interesting in that they were 
they were trying to take it into a bigger world, mm-hmm. into a much bigger kind of story than the first one. Um, the first one had like, it was a straightforward story about these characters that were being impacted by events outside of their control. Yeah. Um, this one was much more of like the characters interacting with each other, dealing with stuff in a world that had you know, been impacted by things beyond their control and, right. and all around them. So I think the role of the characters in this film was larger uh, as far as moving the, the action forward, but it, yeah. it, it didn't feel, I think, there was just not a weightiness in the same sense to this film. Maybe no. because I've already seen these characters, I know they're gonna not going to kill them, <laughs> right. you know? That's the biggest thing with it. There's They spent a lot of time, if we're talking some negatives here, then I think the biggest thing for me is they spent a lot of time, well, two main things. First one, they spent a lot of time uh, making uh, supposed, um, making you feel like, or trying to make you feel like that we're never going to see a character again. Where in the back of your mind, they're like, yeah. they're not killing a character no. off. No, they're not. That is not going to happen. No. Yeah. Although I was in a packed theater mm-hmm. with with three of my four kids, and they all love the movie. Yeah. Um, but there was people crying, and uh, my my four-year-old was crying or not four-year-old, my six-year-old was crying. Mm-hmm. And, um, during some of those moments and he wouldn't like admit it, but anyway, <laughs> he, he, uh, but they were like, I'm like, I'm sitting here I'm, and I literally lean over, I go, Hey bud, that person, this character is, is, is they're going to come back. Don't worry yeah. about it. I'm like, yeah. don't even worry about yeah. it. Dude. They'll come back later. Yeah. And, and sure enough, it happened. Like it's, yeah. so the merchandising alone would mandate that they can't get rid of certain characters. They're not, yeah, I, th- I which think is had, and sad to it say, works. But. Those types of things work for, yeah. uh, you know, people who aren't like maybe regular moviegoers. You yeah. know, that don't know that, ugh, don't know the in and outs of business and franchise, and you yeah. can't just kill off characters. Yeah, and to their credit, if it was Pixar, yeah, uh, I would say maybe, maybe because Pixar is good at so like ending things Disney, when they say they're going to end. Disney them, is know? notorious, like Disney Animation is notorious for. Um, for characters, they they're not afraid to kill off characters, but they usually do it like off screen, yep. um, or they, a story or, about yeah. it, or something like that, or yeah. like like in the first Frozen, you know, her parents died in a you know boat wreck, yep, mm-hmm. and they like it kind of they kind of allude to it and talk about it, but they don't actually show it happening, yeah. Um, so that you know, it, it's just one of those things. The other thing that bothered me about this is. There's a couple of story beats, namely at the beginning of this movie, that they blow through so fast. Yeah. And I was like, hold on, what is happening? Um, why is this happening so quickly? Why are they like doing this thing to get out of this thing, the situation really quickly? Yeah. And it takes and something that like should like maybe take a few minutes to kind of show. And um they they're doing it in a matter of 30 seconds just to move on to whatever the next thing is in the, yeah. the story. I was like, that is weird. I'm also kind of unclear about the nuances mm-hmm. about how they explain yeah, it doesn't, it, something that happens in that. like the main crux of what's happening yeah. in the story. I'm unclear about they don't, and that's what's the, happening. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that was when I left, like I said, the third act aspect, yeah. when I left, really left me feeling kind of with a bad taste in my mouth. And again, it's a kid's film, so they're probably just going to give license to like, well, kids aren't really going to think about this too much. It's just going to be what it is. But I kind of expect more, you know, in a certain sense, when you really go into who the characters are revealed mm-hmm. to be and yeah. why they are there in that role 
it doesn't really play out. It doesn't really make sense as to yeah. how and why. And it feels a bit like, you know, if you're familiar with comic book lingo, it feels like a retcon. Mm-hmm. It feels like they wanted to present a new side to the story. And so what they did is they went back to the prior established aspects of this character being this thing. Mm-hmm. And they just decided, well, it's actually this. Yeah. And that means that, actually. And so we're going to move forward with it being this way yeah. now. I don't know. I just, I didn't understand um, an element of it. It's almost like, well, it's kind of like this. So yeah. hopefully you accept it for right. it being kind of like this. As right, opposed to all... actually telling me what what is happening right, right now in this specific scene. Yeah. Who's this person interacting with and why is this important right now? Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. But I tried yeah. talking to my kids about it and they're like, I think maybe it was this. But they aren't right. sure either. Well, and there's a part with Elsa. I won't spoil this, but it takes place, you know, the second half of the film, the sort of the beginning of the climax where she's kind of experiencing some stuff. And you, I, I feel like I could kind of tell that they had been setting you up and they had been kind of playing this on the basis of like the yeah. first film. But then things just start happening and you're kind of like, well, why? Why is that happening? Right. Why is that why, happening? Why, where is this from? And who is that? And why? And yeah. how? Because it doesn't make sense why she'd have to go there in order to get. And I know this sounds very vague, but it doesn't make sense. Right. There's some, there's several some things stuff in happens this movie to that her. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And so whatever. you're just kind of left with like a. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I guess I'll just like suspend my disbelief yeah. and I'll and allow this to be the path that they take with the film. And I didn't get that with the first film. Now everything yeah. made sense. Everything yeah. felt cohesive and like it was there for a reason. And yeah. I think that's what left me lacking. I'd say the other thing is this: the music in this film was good. It definitely didn't feel like they phoned it in, but it ne- nothing mm. really left. I never left the theater humming any songs. No, it wasn't you know? even in. So there's the main song called Into the Unknown, which is like out, like mm-hmm. you can hear it places now. Um, I only looked it up because I heard in the credits, you hear the song and Panic at the Disco does it. Yeah. And my my kids are into the High Hope song by them and all that stuff. So anyways, um, he uh, I, I got that. And that's the only one I know. Other than that, the other ones, I kind of get, there's an Olaf song that's kind of all right, but then it's it's not as memorable. No. Not as memorable. Yeah. yeah. So overall, I think we've discussed this backwards and front yeah. without spoiling it. So um, I left feeling okay about it. Sure. There was probably, the, the thing about the last film is there was really high highs and really low lows. Mm-hmm. And this one felt kind of more medium yeah. overall. Everything just felt more of just like, meh. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a safe gamble for Disney. Maybe they didn't really think of it that much, but maybe they were just like, well, we're not going to do anything crazy. Yeah. We're just going to kind of try and spit out something that's, you know, a next adventure for these, yep. for these guys. Um, it definitely moved the characters forward, but it, in a certain sense also just kind of felt like, Hey, it's just another day in the yeah, lives sure. of, of these characters. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. And the last thing I'll say, and this was kind of a, a it wasn't like a bad thing or an, a, a good or bad thing necessarily, but uh, in this film, it felt Christoph's role, although it was funny at times, mm-hmm. really had no reason to be there a lot of times. It felt more of like they just kind of had him there because they needed him because he was a well-known character. But it really felt like it could have just been like almost yeah. Anna and Elsa yeah, totally. going on their own journey uh, more about with, them. with Olaf. Yep. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad thing or a good thing, but it was just added fluff. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah. All right, Matt. Any uh, any other thoughts you want to give your rating? Mm-hmm. So this is a tough one. If I gave the first movie a C, a C to C plus, I'm gonna give this one a B minus. I liked it more, so I'm gonna give it an eighty. Yeah, that's yeah. actually right where I'm at. Really? So, yeah, right at eighty. Nice. That's very good. Yeah. Look at that. 
Well done. Cool. Good job. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast here. Sounds good. Um, there's a couple films out that I know we both want to see. Probably won't have time, but that Mr. Rogers one looks pretty interesting. I want to see that. I think I'm going to go see Knives Out this week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, again, some reminders, some ways to get connected to the podcast, realreviewmedia.com. We also have Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Real Rev- Real Review Media. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. And last but not least, we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives. Uh, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Go ahead, send us a line. Let us know your thoughts and perspectives if you had a chance to see this film. And it's doing really well. I mean, financially, it's over 300 million opening. Um, it's huge, you know, good rotten cr- Rotten Tomato critic scores. We're going to get a trilogy, um, guys. So if you're worried oh, about sure. a sequel, there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, and I could already see the inklings of it, yeah. of the setup of the idea mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of like, I think it's going to be a mixture of like um, some other power that was unknown. Mm-hmm. Maybe a kingdom or something comes in to like rule and take over. Yeah. Um, or some power that's you know comes from a and different and then they force. have to join forces and there's just like a magic war. Yeah, and it, Elsa will probably find her equal. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that, yeah. She's going to find her equal out there. Because there's got to be other enchanted forests out there or something. I yeah, don't know. Something Whatever. like that. Who knows? But <laughs> anyway, so anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been real.